called Spread the Ops. And um, this is a series really, I believe, just in time for the holidays, right? And if you don't know what the ops are, that means the opposition, our enemy. And we're going to spread the enemy out. We're going we're to uh, surround ourselves with demonic bodies. Amen. And uh, uh, what this uh, series is about is really exposing the schemes of the kingdom of darkness, And so we started this a couple weeks ago in really looking at what Jesus prayed in John 17. Uh, Jesus's prayer before he left the earth, he was about to leave his disciples on the earth by themselves. And as he goes to God for his final prayer on the earth, he says, God, I got one thing to ask of you. He says, make sure these guys stay in unity. And so we looked at that and that caused me to think, why is, why is that the last prayer that Jesus prays for? That, that would not be on my on top of my list, but yet it's on Jesus's list. It's the top of his list and his ways are higher than our ways. And so it caused me to really look at why that is. And it is that way because of what unity brings. It also is at the top of Jesus's list because he knows who the ops are. The ops is the devil, the kingdom of darkness. Now, the word devil, we said, comes from the Greek word diavolos. And that word literally means divider or splitter, okay? In the devil's name itself, what it means, he has come to divide you and to split you. And I'm just telling you right now, I'm tired of seeing marriages divided. I'm tired of seeing families divided. And I'm tired of seeing churches divided, businesses divided. And so the line has been drawn. If Jesus puts a great premium on unity and Satan, the ops, is all about division, where do you stand? Because for too long, we've had Christians in the church that claim Christ, but side with the devil. And what do I mean by that? If you are a divider, you are not working for God. You're working for Satan. Period. Period. Oh, well, you know, I just don't like that person. No, if you're sowing division, you're not working for God. You're working for Satan. Yeah, but you don't know what they did to me. Doesn't matter. If you're not working to unite and you're working to divide, you're not working for God. You're working for the ops. 
And so we talked about that. And if you haven't heard that, or even if you have, some of you, because like I said, some of us are slow. Can I get an amen on that? I'm going to raise my hand right there. I don't get it on the first take, all right? I don't get it the first time. I didn't even pass my driver's test on the first time. Come on, to take that thing one, two, three times. Oh, I got it now. And so, you know, you're not going to get a word sometimes one time. That's why we have a podcast. You can go and hear it because some of us are slow. Amen. Just look straight ahead and nobody will know that I'm calling you slow. Amen. Okay, so, so go back and listen to that. But see, we understand that uh, unity is imperative to Jesus' prayer for us. And Satan's name means divider. So we began to look at that. Why is that so important? Well, it's important because of what unity brings and what division does. See, Satan's trying to divide your life. He's trying to take your marriage. He's trying to take your family, your friends, your business, your work environment, everything. He's trying to bring division everywhere he is. And some of us have grown up for generations knowing nothing but division. Why does division take you out? Why why do your relationships never work out? Why do you only have friends for two years in a row and then you get a new friend? Why don't you have friends that last a lifetime? Why is it you're changing churches every couple years? Why is it you're changing jobs every couple years? Could it be because Satan in your life is just coming to divide? And that's what we're trying to expose here, that thing from the ops. Now, understand this. We said this also. Unity scares the devil. Unity scares the devil. Satan's a divider. Remember, he, took a, he split heaven, took a third of heaven. He divided in the Garden of Eden. He uh, divided Adam and Eve from God. And then even after that, he affected generationally their kids now. Cain slays Abel over a worship situation. Why? Division. And we see the same type of things in churches all the time. And so then last week we moved in it uh, a, a little bit further and we began to see, you know, what is, why is unity so important in my life? Well, unity is important because we looked at Genesis 11, 5, and 6, and it says that it's unity that makes the impossible possible. Unity makes the impossible possible. This is why you got to marry the right person. This is why you shouldn't date suckers. This is why you can't just date anybody that's fine or that's handsome or that's got money. Why? Because you need unity to fulfill your purpose because your purpose is impossible. It's impossible. But if God can put you in unity with somebody and some people, what is impossible can be possible. You don't believe me? Look at the life of Elevate Life Church. We have done impossible things. You want to know why? Because when we unify around something, we're unstoppable. A church our size should not be sending teams out into the mission field that are helping spread the gospel. A church our size shouldn't be doing the size of outreaches that we do in our community. Can I get an amen? amen. But why, do, why are we able to do it? Because unity makes the impossible possible. And it'll make the same thing in your life. This is why single people, you got to be on guard. I don't care how fine he is or how fine she is. If you ain't in unity, it ain't going to work. See, a spouse is supposed to be a blessing, not a curse. Got real quiet in this Baptist church today. 
supposed to be a blessing, not a curse. But see, the problem is if you marry somebody on superficial things, but don't have core values that you share, you'll never accomplish impossible things. Oh, let me bring it to your backyard right now. Right now, it may seem impossible that you'll ever own a home. So expensive. So expensive. And you may look at this thing and go, oh, we'll never own a home. Unity makes impossible things possible. What is your dream? What is it God's caused you to do? What you need to be able to do is get around people and that you can unify with. Amen? We also saw that unity brings a commanded blessing. 1 Corinthians 1, 10, 17. Unity brings a commanded blessing from God. So Satan hates unity. So he's going to fight it. He's going to fight it in your marriage, in your family, at your job, and most definitely in the church. We need to be on guard against the ops. Now, here's what we left you with last week, and that is this division is a serious crime against God. It's a serious crime against God. How do I know this? Because every time division appeared in God's word, God cast the people out of what they were dividing. Satan says, I'm going to take a third of the angels. God says, get out of here. The serpent comes and divides Adam and Eve, whom God loves, divides them from God and says, God says, no, you guys got to leave Eden. You got to go. But see, in today's day and age, now you need to catch this. We don't fear God no more. We don't fear God no more. And so we think it's cute to go to work on Monday morning and badmouth your boss because everybody's doing it. We think it's cute to bring division to the place, listen, that pays you and feeds your family and allows you to have a house. And you think it's cute to go in the break room with all the other knuckleheads that are ungrateful that they got a job that they have a boss and you go in there and you cause division by bad-mouthing, gossiping against the new employee, doing all that. I'm here to tell you something. You keep that up, you will lose your job because God's watching. And unity is not tolerated in the kingdom of God. And the church said, I know it's a a scary word. It's a scary word because some of you live lives of division. And this is why I started telling you we've got to approach God's word in a different light. We got to approach it from an apostolic standpoint. And what is an apostolic standpoint? Remember, the apostles were named apostles. It wasn't a religious term. It was a term that was used when a nation conquered another nation When Rome took over Israel, they would send an apostle in and the apostle would teach the Israelites, okay, I know you come from Israel, but Rome is the kingdom of dominion now. And the apostle's job was to teach the Israelites how Rome works. Are you tracking with me? So when Jesus tells the 12 disciples, go into all the world, He deems them 
apostles. Why? Because the job of the apostle is to go tell all of us who were in the kingdom of darkness. How many of y'all know you all were once in the kingdom of darkness? We all were. And in the kingdom of darkness, we did whatever we want. We, we cussed how we spoke however we want. We, we talked about whoever we wanted to. And we did whatever we wanted to with our money. Come on, how many know that's the kingdom of darkness? Yep. I know I'm confusing you because some of you are like, I still do that. This is why you need apostles to come and tell you, no, 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 we don't do that no more. Because we're in the kingdom of light. Right, right, right. And in the kingdom of light, division won't be tolerated. So you need to know this. Division is a serious, serious crime against God. The early church leaders understood that unity was of ultimate importance in spreading of the gospel. And so we see in Ephesians chapter four, verse one through three, you can just write these down. Paul writes and says, keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Colossians 3, 12 through 15. He says, but above all these things, put on love which is the bond of perfection. Now listen about love. He says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts in which also you were called in one body and be thankful. It's love that allows us to be in unity. It's love that that allows us to come together and love everybody. Amen? Amen. So, So we talked about the importance of these Things and that this here's the here's the big thing you need to catch being a uniter is a characteristic of being a Christ follower and many times some of us you don't have the character of Christ now remember this our goal is to be Christ-like not to go to heaven heaven's the prize it's waiting for us But you know why Jesus saved you? Jesus saved you so that you could become more like him. And this is why, guys, I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, there must be a fear of God that comes over us. There must be a heart change in your life because you got to be so sick of the old you. And I'm just here to tell you, some of us, you still love the old you. You're trying to just put a new coat on a dirty body. You may have a new coat, but you sure do stink. See, the way this is supposed to work, we're supposed to exchange our old life for the new life. But many Christians just want to be the same. Just take me to heaven, God. And that's never going to work. Because the old life, here it is, is filled with devils. It's filled with demonic influence. Is filled with division. The new life, we need to learn how to be uniters. We need to learn how to cherish unity. Now, I got to tell you something. We're coming up on the new, uh, on the holiday here, Thanksgiving. And for a lot of us, it's not a, it's not a good holiday. You're just looking, you're dreading having to see people around your table that share the same blood with you. You're dreading having to get together with a dysfunctional family or an uncle that did something to you. And Thanksgiving means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But I'm not talking to them this morning. I'm talking to you. 
And my prayer for you this week is that on Thanksgiving, you'll be a carrier of Jesus Christ and you'll act Christ-like and not be a divider amongst your family, not bring up things of the past, not be one to be given to gossip, not be one that's given to dividing and, and, and causing division in your life. Proverbs 6.19 says it like this. Proverbs 6.19 says it like this. God hates the sin of division. I didn't send it to the guys in the back, but let me just, let me just read this to you real quick. There are six things that the Lord hates. Seven things that he detests. Proud eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent. Ooh, I could preach on that. A heart that plots evil. Feet that run to wrongdoing. A false witness that pours out lies. Now listen to this. And a person who sows division in a family. Now, I read to you last week the uh, scripture in uh, Isaiah that says, I am the Lord, or Malachi, I am the Lord, I change not. If God hated it then, he hates it today. I said, if God hated it then, he hates it today. Now, guys, we need to look at our lives before we get together with our families. Before you want to tell everybody how mean your sister is. Before, before you want to tell all your cousins and nephews how messed up this person in your family and this person is, think about this. Will what I say bring unity or will it bring division? If what you say will bring division, hold your tongue because God hates that. Oh, well, pastor, it's the truth, though. It's the truth, though. Yeah, but why you got to bring it up at Thanksgiving? And ruin everybody's time. Steal from the family through division. I challenge you guys today. I challenge you. Now, we're going to get into this next week. Because where this stems from, there's a scripture in uh, 2 Timothy that literally says this. If you don't heal from the hurts that have been inflicted on your life, you run the danger of accomplishing the will of Satan. It's what happened to Judas. Did you ever think about that? How did Judas betray Jesus? He walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus saw the miracles in Jesus' hands, saw the goodness of Jesus. He wasn't a bad guy. He was just like you and I. But what was it that turned Jesus into the ops? We're going to get into that next week. Because I'm telling you, that same spirit is coming for you. That same spirit wants to cause you to, to, to turn from being an agent of Jesus, an agent of goodness, an agent of the cross, listen, to an agent of Satan. And I'm tired of seeing double agents in the church. We need to expose it.
It's got to go. We need to spread those ops. Amen? I want you to bow your heads for a moment. Actually, stand on your feet. My prayer for you guys as we enter this holiday season, don't get caught up in the drama. And don't even save it for your mama. I know, I know. No drama this Thanksgiving. My prayer is this, that wherever you go, whoever's table you find yourself around, that you'll be in a spirit of Christ Jesus, not in the spirit of the ops. And if you find that you can't be at a table, don't go. Don't go. Well, pastor, their family. Let me tell you something. We've got to be careful of that. Just because we share the same blood doesn't mean I can't create boundaries. Just because we share the same blood doesn't mean I have to allow toxicity into my life. That's a word for some of of you here. Just because you share the same blood don't mean you got to share the holidays. If you know it's a situation where I I just can't be around that, find another table to be around. You say, oh, well, pastor, you know, that that just doesn't seem right. No, it's, it's right as long as you don't open your mouth and start telling people, well, I'm not going because of what they did. Now that's wrong. Now you just divide it. When they say, well, why aren't you coming over? Oh, I already, I got something else going on. That's all you got to say. But some of you want so bad. Well, I'm not going over there because of what they did. See, now you've just crossed over. Now you're bringing division. We're going to get more into that next week. I'm telling you, don't miss this. Because we're going to pray over y'all next week. We might go through some deliverance. We might go through some change. But it's time that you stop working for the ops. It's also time that you get healed. It's also time that God pours out his spirit on you. And that the wounds of your childhood, the wounds of your last marriage, the wounds of your last divorce, whatever it is, get healed so that you can be a uniter, not a divider. Hey everybody, Pastor Sergio here, and we just want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Make sure you check us out next week as we continue this series.